Don't you know that you so wrong, man? You're wrong and here's why. Chris and Greg don't see eye to eye like none of the time. Robert Covington sticks. I don't care what you think. How is LeBron James the king when he's ruining teams? Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. I'm Chris Forwardell, joined by Greg Crone in this pre-draft edition of the show. Gregory, how are you? I'm good, Chris. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm excited. I'm look, really looking forward to having some semblance of a real sporting event tomorrow. So that's cool. Yeah, it should be interesting. Hopefully we can get, uh, you know, at least a couple hours of entertainment going. Oh, no, I, w- I will be... You know, the WNBA draft got the highest ratings it's gotten 19 years. Didn't know there were 19 years of WNBA drafts. The NFL draft is going to be the biggest thing on television tomorrow. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, it's it's going to be nothing. I mean, there is nothing else to watch unless you want to watch another rerun of something else. So might as well dive right in and, and you know, watch Trey Wingo and the boys uh, deliver us some draft picks. That's how I look at it. Trey Wingo and the and the boys. Uh, I have, I'm curious on really how everything is going to go tomorrow. There's this mixed draft coverage between the ESPN and the NFL Network teams. So you have you have DJ with with uh, you know with Trey Wingo as you pointed out, and more importantly Mel Kiper and Todd McShay. A lot of draft experts in one room. Rich Eisen getting back involved in the ESPN world. Yeah, Rich, uh, can I be? I'm going to be controversial here. Rich Eisen kind of annoys me. That's a that's a terrible, terrible take. Like just flat out bad. That's fair, but he kind of annoys me. I've always been a Trey Wingo fan. Trey Wingo, uh, back when I was running NFL Draft Blitz, uh, we we talked a little bit. I probably still have Trey Wingo's ESPN email address somewhere. <laughs> but uh, that's back when he was just just getting onto the network. I mean, uh, Rich Eisen. I don't know something about him. Just yeah. Trey Trey Wingo has the far and away best Sports Center commercial ever of all time. Mm. There is nothing better than it. I don't care what one you stack up to it, and it's literally the simplest, dumbest joke ever. It's him and Jerry Stackhouse. They come in, and Stackhouse is just sitting next to him laughing, and then he goes, "No, no, 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 seriously, man, what's your name?" And he goes, "It's Trey Wingo." And then Stackhouse just dies, and then it says, "This is Sports Center," and it's the simplest, funniest. Absolutely best Sports Center commercial ever. Well, look, Greg, we're not here to debate the best Sports Center commercials ever. Honestly, <laughs> we're just here to kind of be here because that's what life is in a quarantined world. How do you feel about Georgia and Las Vegas talking about starting to reopen this week? I mean, it'll, it, it's probably not the smartest move in it's the world. It's not the smartest move. Um, eh, you know, it's, it's, it, it's a little preemptive. To say the least, but I mean, at a certain point, people are just losing their minds. So I don't know. I don't know what to think. I uh, I got an update from ES uh, from ESPN. That would be a weird update from <laughs> ESPN. I got an update from CNN this week talking about uh, a lot of leading immunologists think that we should be shelter in place until at least May twenty fifth to really get a handle on this. And I just I worry jumping back into this is gonna put us in as bad or worse of a position that we're in now it's uh it's frightening and it's especially frightening 
in a world, I don't know if you saw this earlier, this is the show's taking a weird turn, but uh, Rick Bright, who is, uh, he, he's a vaccine director, he was transferred because he wouldn't promote the coronavirus treatments that were touted by the Trump administration, like hydroxychloroquine. Uh, he wasn't having it because there's no science that says it actually works, and they transferred him because of it. So we're all going to die. Mm, I don't think we're all going to die, but no. interesting, interesting tactics. You don't know what kind of rampage I'm going to go on. But mm, true. <laughs> we're here to uh, talk a little NFL draft. This is it's so much fun. I'm so happy that it's here. Uh, it's I am very much. I know it's uh, it's trite to say, but I am very much a a kid on Christmas Eve here. Just want to go to bed and get up and have it be draft day. <laughs> Uh, how how are you feeling about this uh, this top of the draft? Because you know the the closer we get, the less clear some of these pictures uh, seem to become. Yeah, I mean it's it's becoming very interesting to see what exactly is going to shake out. I mean you have to assume that Burrow's still the number one overall pick announced That's... today. The Bengals uh, the Bengals went to Joe Burrow and confirmed that he would be the number one pick tomorrow. Okay, so that's done then. Yeah. Uh, even at two, it gets a little bit interesting, to say the least. I mean, there uh, have been rumors. I, to say the most. Yeah, I mean, there's there there is there's been rumors swirling that the the Redskins would go away from Chase Young, potentially look at a quarterback. I don't know if they do that. I don't think you've got enough tape on Haskins, and now you're in a you're in a Josh Rosen. Kyler Murray situation, you know what I mean, with the Cardinals uh, just last year. Obviously, this is they what made the, kids the right call choice. A smokescreen. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they're going Chase Young, and that's just going to be where it's at. They are, and and that stinks. I would love for the Redskins to go say Justin Herbert, but <laughs> uh, don't believe that's going to actually. Did you? Um, I'm not a, a super big fan of the the Bleacher Report uh, Gridiron Heights animated ones i like i like the basketball uh the animated Game basketball videos yeah, yeah but uh i don't like gridiron heights as much but i saw one today and uh, it was about a hacker taking over the uh the nfl draft and just changing everybody's picks it's uh, really funny people should check it out oh that and, would be that would uh, <laughs> talk about your all-time backfires number one pick in the draft i'm gonna spoil it for everybody who hasn't seen it rodrigo blankenship kicker georgia <laughs> I mean, he deserves it. That guy had a great career, and he's sure. got and those glasses are amazing. He's yeah, an icon. Sure. sure, he did miss a couple key kicks down the stretch, but what are you going to do? Kickers miss. Look, exactly right. And if you don't have a kicker, you need to get one before somebody else takes him. One hundred percent. I do believe that Chase Young is as close to one hundred percent a lock at the number two pick as possible, but. Three does get interesting. You know, three, I think the Lions would actively like to trade down. Uh, maybe the worst of all these smoke screens this week was the Giants talking to Justin Herbert and putting <laughs> out there that they might take him. You know, we I know we that took was... Dan, Daniel Jones last week, uh, last year, and we like him. Yeah. But Herbert, man, how could you not? <laughs> that was a heck of a move. And I don't know what's going on. And I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Why don't you like it? Oh, I, you can hear me. Something's going on with the audio recording, and it looks funny. Mm. Um, but who knows? That's interesting. Cool. Yeah, well, either way, uh, I, I thought that report was weird, the whole Herbert thing with um, with the Giants. It was 
there would be no reason for them to do that. You know what I mean? No. The like, only the only reason is to get a team to try and trade up uh, in front of the Dolphins and the Chargers. Yeah, and I think if they can pressure somebody into doing that, it certainly would make a lot of sense. Um, have somebody give up a whole bunch of stuff that they don't really need to 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 get ahead mm-hmm. of them. Um, I would. What interests me more about the Lions is if yeah. they potentially trade. Um, Matt Stafford, or at least try to get off of Matt Stafford. I don't know how they do that necessarily, but it would be certainly interesting if they did. Yeah, you know, QB here. I've thrown the do they jump at Tua number three, but I, I'm going to look at it now. I think the dead money for Stafford would just be ridiculous because he signed that contract a couple of years ago. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. Let, it is. Let's see. Stafford's dead money. If they were to move away from him right now. Uh, would be $66 million. Oh, no, 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 no. I'll take that back for it started here. Uh, would be $32 million of dead cap. So they can actually get out after next offseason. It's not too bad. Yeah, I mean, I could I could certainly see that. I don't know. I, I, I sort of, I understand the philosophy that if you have the opportunity to pick high and you have the opportunity to grab a future franchise quarterback, you should probably take it. But I think Stafford gets a bad rap. I really do. I think he's an above average to good starting quarterback in the NFL. The guy has been on some really bad teams, but he's produced when he played. You know, got hurt last year, but still 2,500 yards. Before that, 19 touchdowns to five interceptions. He plays the whole season. He throws for 500, uh, 500, 5,000 yards, 38 touchdowns, and 10 picks. Those are MVP-ish numbers. Yeah, I know. I definitely agree that Stafford gets a lot of flack and, and actually is like a very productive NFL quarterback. There's there's no doubt about it. Probably above average. The problem is is what he has around him. Obviously, he came into the league with Megatron, but you're talking about yeah. a guy who outside of that has really had no offensive weapons, a, a shoddy offensive line. Uh, defense has always been like scarce for, for the Lions mm-hmm. teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he doesn't get enough credit, but he's, he's – I could see them potentially looking into moving on, but you're right. The the dead cap money this year probably doesn't make sense. That's why I think they have to they have to potentially replace Slay here, best best corner in the draft. Yeah, you know, this is this is a really interesting spot. I at the end of the day, I don't think the Lions are going to find a trade partner. But I said on the uh, on the underdog mock draft show that we did a couple of days ago, I think this is uh, going to be Derek Brown, the defensive tackle from Auburn. Mm. Interesting. What makes could, you think that? Well, they desperately need a defensive tackle. Their number, their one and only halfway decent defensive tackle right now is Danny Shelton, who has been uh, you know kicked around the league from Cleveland right. to New England and so forth. Need a disruptor in the middle uh, as much as they need uh, anything else. You know, cornerback. Yes, yeah, Slay's gone, but they did bring in Trufant as a free agent. Um, Justin Coleman's there in the slot. That is two of three positions that are filled above adequate with yeah. in terms of talent. Brown's right. getting a lot of helium late. I think it's going to be Brown. I really do. And then we go to the Giants, and this is going to be the one that bothers me. Everybody and their mother says it's probably going to be Jedrick Wills. You know, it's a, Joe Judge is obviously very familiar with him. I think it's going to be Andrew Thomas, and I think Andrew Thomas is by far the best offensive tackle in this class. Well, I'm not thrilled to hear that. Yeah, me um, You know what I mean? But it, it may be the, the way to go here. If the Giants want to pr- try and protect 
um, Daniel Jones the best they can. That's the, or Justin Herbert. Build, yeah, or Justin Herbert. <laughs> Building that offensive line's for sure the way to go. Isaiah Simmons is probably going to be in play here, at least discussed. Where do you stand on Simmons' draft stock? <sighs> it's tough. It's it's tough because I mean, when you talk about a guy, God damn it, hang on. <laughs> this is I'm having real time here. Diff- Real yeah, it really, it's technical difficulty. Hopefully none of this happens to the actual people um, tomorrow at the NFL. Oh, uh, it'd be interesting which, I mean, if nothing else. You are talking about a guy that played on a very high caliber defense in Simmons. Uh, I mean, he's re- on a really successful team at Clemson. The only problem is when you see guys like that, uh, they're on a team that's been a national contender for the last few years, and you talk about how good are the guys around him, do they make him look better, if that makes sense. Do you worry about guys who are, and Simmons could well fall into this category, a jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none kind of player? Yeah, I mean, that's always got to be a concern when it comes to the draft. There is, We've seen it time and time again with guys who come out who seem to do sort of everything really, really good, but nothing exceptionally great. And that, mm-hmm. that's got to be a concern, especially this high. Oh, agreed completely. And there's not a long track record of hitting home runs with linebackers in the top five. Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> five, however, brings us to the Miami Dolphins. And if you're willing to believe this, they have pivoted completely over the last 48 to 72 hours. And they're now leaning Justin Herbert over <laughs> to Otunga Vailoa. Yeah, I mean that is an in all by all accounts, two is the play here. Mm-hmm. He just is. You have a guy who can come in and sit for a year, make sure he's a hundred percent healthy, learn from a guy who's been a longtime veteran in the league, had some some okay seasons, some decent success. You don't hang around in the NFL for as long as Fitzmagic has, um, without, you know, being at least somewhat good at the position, you know, not exactly a playoff caliber quarterback by any stretch, but he's a guy who knows how to win games. He knows about the league and he's a guy he can learn from and sit back for a year. There's no pressure in Miami to start right away. The team stinks. Well, there's no pressure in San Diego either. That's true. Tom Telesco genuinely believes that Tyrod Taylor is a quarterback he can win with and whether he's right or wrong you know, whoever that quarterback is at six, should it be a quarterback? And there's some talk that they also like an offensive tackle there that, you know, especially if it's Tua and this is real, that Herbert is going to be the Dolphins pick. Tua goes six. He absolutely gets the opportunity to redshirt. And let me tell you this right now with after the announcement of those Chargers jerseys, the Tua Chargers jersey will be the second hottest selling jersey in the NFL after the Tom Brady Bucks jersey. I mean, that powder blue, Chris, that powder blue jersey is absolutely awesome. Every single one is absolutely awesome. Yeah. The the white on white is incredible. Every single one is just, they're just, they hit home runs. Whoever designed that should design the jerseys for every NFL team. Well, it's amazing for how much of a home run the Chargers hit, how much of a whiff the Rams continue to go through in similar Uh, situations. Well, and the Falcons just brought in the uh, the old... uh, the longest yard jerseys. So that's <laughs> it's exciting. I mean, the Bucks had the best move of all. They were just like, yeah, we're just going to go back to the old ones. That's fine. The Browns pretty much did that too. Although the one thing that I don't like about the Browns jerseys, there's no right. There's no lettering on the front, which is weird. It doesn't feel right. It feels like it's unfinished to me. Yeah. I, sometimes people just overthink stuff. 
Yeah, they're they're cool. They're the second best in the New Jerseys, I think. But man, I would I would really like them a lot more if you got Browns or Cleveland or something in, in some kind of writing on the front of those jerseys. But oh uh, yeah, for sure. I need I need knows? Kelly Green back in my life in oh, like the worst yeah. way. How do you feel about the numbers on the helmets for the Chargers jerseys? I like the idea. It does feel a little bit college to me, but mm. I have to see it in like live game action to see if I if I like it. I don't know why I need to see it that way. <laughs> I just think that like it's hard for me to be like, ah, that's a bad idea until I see Austin Eckler break like an 85-yard screen pass for a touchdown, you know? I think you what you're saying here is you really just want to watch live football again. Well, that's that is that is a big part of it as well. Uh, pausing this draft talk for just a second, I sent you a text earlier that sort of reiterated something that you sent me a week ago. Do you believe hockey will be played in July? Yeah, I, it is funny though. After you sent that, uh, I was tooling around Twitter, and and one of the big NHL rumors tweet uh, twitters was talking about how it's it's hard to run with something like that it's more of just an one of the several ideas that have been discussed by the league that also included just not playing yeah uh-huh. so it's that was not sort of reassuring <laughs> i guess uh to say the least but i do think um i do think we're gonna get something in some sort of way uh whereas like and I guess if you compare the two, I think professional sports, there's much more of an incentive and an ability to get these, these guys back and playing and yeah. figure that out versus college football where it's much harder. You're talking about much larger rosters. You're talking about, in, like, you know, just from an overall personnel standpoint. And nobody's being paid. Like, why would you go risk whatever yeah. for for that? I agree with your saying, what you're saying completely. I want to add the fact that, like, this is what I've said all along. I can understand professional athletes going back into this and and having to make the sacrifices that are probably going to be necessary in order to actually play sports this year, which you know would include some degree of lar- large scale isolation. But I don't understand risking the health of a college athlete, of a teenager, for for what you know. Money. You, I know, but like, let's say you're like Georgia State, like so. <laughs> You're going to risk the health of some 18, 19-year-old just so that you can, you know, make a couple of bucks playing football? I mean, if, if it's that or lose your athletic program completely because you didn't make any money from your football season. Yeah, well, I, I think look, you would. I don't know, man. I, the You're going to lose the athletic program when you get sued for $100 million by the parent of some kid who dies because he can, you know, he contracted coronavirus while playing football. Eh, yeah, yeah. If he dies, that's that'd be a serious concern. Yes, I would say so. <laughs> that would be a concern. Uh, all right. Let's hope Let's hope we uh, get that back. I guess I should have prefaced that question with, uh, we like to check in every week. Where are you on the, the scale this week? Are you optimistic, pessimistic, somewhere in the middle? I'm a very in, I'm very in the middle today because okay. there's been a lot of different news. There's been a lot of different things said. You know, you got the the thing I completely don't care about in the PGA uh, with Tiger and oh, Phil and Peyton and Brady. Come on. So throw that throw that in the garbage. That is completely non-existent. I didn't watch the first Tiger Phil match. I'm definitely not going to watch this. Bring back a tournament like they're planning at the beginning of June. I'll watch a golf tournament. I just will. I have no reason not to. Honestly, um, I might, and it doesn't interest me even a little. Yeah. Uh, um. Golf's cool. Uh, I mean, I watch the majors for the most part, and I'll watch like the players and Ryder Cups and things like that. But 
Outside of that, I don't really pay attention to it that much. But if it's the only option, I'll certainly watch it. Uh, I saw that the contract for Tony Ferguson, Justin Gaethje was signed for May 9th. Uh-huh. Uh, Good luck. I, I know. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, not everybody can be as pessimistic as every Californian and their governor. So I'm going ah, to yes, the people taking things seriously. Yeah, sure. He's all, I mean, listen, I, you know, I know we've had the conversation about the California governor prior Gavin to Gavin Newsom. Yes. Put some respect on the name. I, I, I perfectly fine and perfectly admire what he's done, but there's also misinformation that gets spread, uh, you know, with different things and, talking about how if if you if if we stopped if we started society back up 98% of the population of California would contract a disease it's just an insane thing to say um i mean over a, over what period of time is that i don't though? know it, but but the, when the headline just says that it's i mean listen you, at a certain, you have to stop judging my governor by headlines you yeah, read but Chris, with how long half are you just going to keep everybody inside like at a well, certain well point, honestly certain we're not doing enough right now people in at a certain point keep the old people in aren't we're, we we're not doing enough but we're not doing the enough projections from 240,000 three weeks ago to 60,000 yeah, and it's, 60000 it's in itself isn't acceptable sure. because this I, is correctable. Sure, and it was. It was correctable way prior to being able to just blame our president for it. Like, that's that's what everybody tries to do. And I'm not saying he's done a good job. He's done a, frankly, terrible job. Let's that's be correct. Perfect, let's be perfectly frank about that. But that seems to be the spin on every single thing that happens. Is that Well, like, well I, it, I, don't, I have no attention to this becoming a political thing, but – when when that man is is tweeting, you know, free Virginia, free Minnesota, free That's, whatever. Yeah, maniacal. He's, maniacal. he's trying to incite civil war. <laughs> it's it's very weird. It's very weird. Like I I, I can't stand up for that person in no. any scenario. It's when he gets angry and starts retweeting fire fire Fauci tweets because Fauci says that. Yeah, you know, if we would have started social distancing earlier, we could have saved lives. <laughs> but nobody yeah. listened. Yeah, well, I, I, it's not great. It's not great. You know this. You know what's <laughs> going to happen, and it, it's unfortunate, and it's sad, and it's inevitable. But we were always headed to the same place. Georgia's going to reopen. Las Vegas is going to reopen. We're going to hit big spikes in a lot of places. You have weird places like South Dakota or hotbeds right now because their governors and their mayors didn't shut things down. It's going to be way worse than it was. And we're going to get to the point where it's going to be a mandatory quarantine. It's just, it's going to happen. In fact, in San Francisco, starting today, wearing masks in public is police enforced. Huh? That's, that's awesome. It should, no, it, it <laughs> quite frankly is awesome. Yeah. Be, because every single person who goes out in public should be wearing a mask. I had to go to Sam's Club this week. I had to go you know, the grocery store and stuff like that. And like it, it shocked me, the people who were brazenly not wearing masks, despite the fact that we're supposed to be. This is the easiest way to live a semi-normal life and contain this a little bit. Well, Chris, it's because everybody lives on Facebook and this became a weird politicized thing. And now it's, you know, wearing a mask takes my constitutional rights away. That's God. That's what it's become. And people just don't. People are, people are broken-brained on both sides of the ball here. I agree with that, but I think it is uh, the cult is a, a little stronger on one side than the other. Uh, we'll see. I, <laughs> I can't. How, I think it's. I don't see how you can argue a "we'll see" in this case. I mean, I think that there is a very 
there's a weird reaction on one side where they're standing with guns in front of in front of uh, Capitol buildings for some reason, thinking that's mm. that's a smart idea uh, in giant groups, which is yeah. just pure insanity. Yeah. But then there's other people that are like, yeah, everybody's gonna die if you go outside and like you know shoot a basket in your front yard by yourself. So nope. Look, that's you can go out. Just you can go be by yourself. Just. We don't need to be around other people right now. That's the right. unfortunate reality. And you guess what? One of reasonable. the one of those two takes that you just put forth is going to look. One of them saves the world. One of them gets a bunch of people killed. Saving, like, see, but here's yes, the thing. no, saves so, the world so is saving accurate. The world, saving the world is a doomsday thing that that people say on on the left side that trigger that this this disease is going to kill everyone, which is clearly not I, the case. I am simply not the saying, case. and by the way, people are people who have got it in the first place have been cleared are now testing positive a second time. So there's concerns about you know whether or not antibodies are build, being built up in in the blood to uh, to knock this thing down even the people who have had it aren't immune at this point at least not all of them i don't i can't say i can't say that uh and with any more certainty than that but it's popping back up and and that's scary look you you put forth two scenarios one of them is people in in front of a government building with guns and the other one is people saying hey you all need to stay inside like i, I don't see how those are even comparable and the pe look, if and if everyone would just take this overly dramatic attitude, by the way, if everybody would have taken this overly dramatic attitude on March March 16th here in California when our shelter in place began, coronavirus would not exist right now. I, sure, I agree with that 100%. And I'm part of the overly cautious staying in my house scenario, believe me, I... Haven't really done much of anything uh, outside of going to the grocery store for the better part of six weeks now. So I completely get and 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 am on the side of being precautionary or being cautious because that's what I do. But I I don't like the narrative that continuously gets thrown out there just about death and doom and gloom and everyone's going to die if somebody goes outside. Like that's not what this virus is. That feels a lot. It's it's bad. Sure, it's bad. There's definitely a lot of people that have died unnecessarily. There's no doubt about it. But to walk around and say the world's going to end because of coronavirus mm -hmm. is it's just not it's it's not it. It's just not uh, what I can believe in. It's just insanity. It's it's a unique time in the history of the world. I was watching John Oliver this weekend and I think I'm quoting this from memory, but I think something like 62% of people uh, who were polled thought that the coronavirus was no worse than the cold or a normal flu. And that's terrifying because that is just not true. Yeah, no. Well, it's, it's certainly not true for uh, some people. For other people, you don't get any symptoms. So, like... That's yes, and you can be that can that applies to anything. Yeah, you can literally anything. But with right, this so thing, for people to act like every single person that gets it is going to be on a ventilator in a hospital dying alone of course, is outrageous. Of course, it's outrageous. Of course, they're not. Of course, they're not. But the possibility to spread this to other people. This is the this is the issue I had with this ridiculously stupid woman who got famous on Twitter this week from wearing that like. Uh, you know, my body, my choice <laughs> shirt. It's just not. That. that is so, it's so reductive and so fucking stupid that, it, like, I don't even understand how people think this way. 
if this was a case where you couldn't transmit it to other people, then fine. Like, go out, do what you want. I don't give a shit. We see these heart-wrenching images of people in people dying in hospitals who can't even visit with their families. And how many of them, you know, how many of those people are responsible for this? Look at look at the Von Miller situation. Von Miller gets coronavirus. He had left the house three times, you know, in the in the last month. It's purely a coincidence that he got it. He probably got it from a package. He probably got it from somebody else who wasn't being careful. That's where I have a problem. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, it is something that everyone needed to come together on and didn't. Like they clearly <coughs> haven't. Still, well, <laughs> this is the NFL draft show. I thought we were going to. <laughs> Uh yeah no it's it's I don't know man it's a weird it's a weird thing it's it, to me to me like being overly cautious is certainly the play like there's no doubt about it I think that's sort of what you have to do uh, if you yeah. want to be smart and and do some of these things but I don't like all of a sudden everybody being quarantined in their own state is little it's a shock to people's systems i think and that's a part of it like when you see some states that have like nothing going on and you're like uh okay i guess we're just all gonna lose our jobs now that's but look and i i I do find myself in a unique position right And, and you're in that position too and your wife is as well where we can all work from home and it's not going to affect us and my heart goes out for everybody who is struggling in this time is i it's unimaginable i i can't even i can't even put myself in that position and, and guess what you might be feeling not knowing when you'll be able to go make a living for your family again and i've said numerous times that i think every single fucking person who is at the grocery store serving us food so that our society can continue should be making a hundred thousand dollars I don't care if they're a fucking cashier or a bag boy or what. If they're allowing our world to go on by risking their own health, being a quote-unquote essential worker, there should be government grants out the fucking ass for them. These people should be rightly compensated for the risk they're taking. But, damn, it's just, this is is where we are right now, and it's only going to get worse if we're not smart. Yeah, yeah, probably. That's... It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a weird topic. It's something And I that, want sports back, Greg. Well, listen, I'm, I'm the king of wanting sports back. I want nothing more than sports. I want sports, 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 sports. I need a packed July with NHL, yeah. NBA playoffs, baseball. I need, <laughs> I need it at, at a certain point. Because eventually, eventually I'm going to be in, at a point where I'm just going to be like, sports, they're just done. And I don't care when they come back. And that's going to be bad. Uh, I don't buy that for a second. Well, I'm saying that now, but who knows, two months <laughs> from now, I may be driven so insane by not leaving my house that that would be the case. By the way, I was this just occurred to me. If everything goes right and we get back on a regular schedule at some point in, in July, we could conceivably have all four of the major sports <laughs> running parallel. That would be awesome. That would it be, be awesome. or would it? It would be. Would it be awesome or would it be stressful? I need sports <laughs> overload. It'd be stressful for my bank account, um, no. but I need sports overload. Let's go. After no sports, honestly, after no sports and getting a sports overload, that would be glorious. It would be absolutely glorious because there's nothing more than I would love that I would love to do right now 
then it'd be almost, what, 9.30 here on the East Coast and being ready for whatever 10.05 baseball game is getting ready to start, matched up with a 10.30 NHL game and a 10.30 NBA game. (laughs) I need picture, in picture, in picture. All three, Uh give me every game. I'll buy every league pass. Don't tell my wife. I'll buy all the league passes. We'll get everything going, and we'll have sports, sports, sports every day, all day, 24-7. Uh, Would they just play constant day games with no fans? That's that's uh, see that's the problem. Uh, well, I don't understand the logistics of how they're going to be playing this many games at the same time in a relatively small space. I know that they're talking about the spring training facilities, but like, is that going to work? Uh, Why? I guess I guess it will try. I'm willing to try anything. Could you imagine uh, basically NCAA basketball scheduling for hockey? I mean, yeah. you're talking about 11 a.m. game. 1 p.m. game, 3 p.m. game, 5 p.m. game, 7 p.m. game, 9 p.m. game every single day to try and finish this season out. This would be, I mean, you want to talk about not getting anything done during your day? <laughs> I, this would be, I'm in. Now I'm back in, Chris. We've gone from middle of the road to full-on positivity. Everything is coming back in July. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I know you're, uh, we only have a couple of minutes left here, but... We, uh, you talk about getting all of the league passes. You're, you're a big advocate. Have you seen these, uh, this all-in challenge that's going on in Fanatics right now? Uh, I've heard of it. I haven't dug too deep into it. I know there's some pretty cool like auction items and stuff like that. And the one that you have chosen, Gregory, the one that you can't stop talking about is golfing with Rob Lowe. Current <laughs> bid, $19,000. I mean, listen, I'm not even the biggest Parks and Rec guy, but yeah. I, I'm... I, I, I don't, yeah, sure. I'd golf with Rob Lowe for $20,000. I don't have $20,000 to drop like that, but I would do it. Damn, some of these are some of these are not bad. Let me tell you, I know that the, the, a lot of the bidding happens at the very end, but like right now, sitting courtside and playing five on five with Ben Simmons, $19,000. That is uh, doable. That That is not bad when you compare to like, Go to a Tampa Bay home opener and have dinner with Tom Brady for three quarters of a million. Yeah, I'm out. I don't need that. No, thank you. Yeah, some of these are like super duper cool. The Iverson one is really cool. There's one you can go on vacation in Turks and Caicos <laughs> with Deshaun Jackson. Uh, okay. Uh, that would be an event. Yeah. Um, I, I believe there's one where you can be you can be technically drafted into the oh the Cubans one is awesome. Uh, Cubans oh, yeah. one. I, I don't know what it's up. at. You get to play in a preseason yeah. game. You sign a one-day contract. They guarantee you get to the foul line. I mean, like I want to, I want to play in a preseason game with Luka Doncic. I'm a hundred percent in on that. Uh, let's let's find out how I can airball an NBA three-pointer next to Luka. Um, <laughs> let's. Uh, you mentioned Tom Brady. Let's talk about the biggest sports news of the week, and that's yeah. that's your boy Rob Gronkowski coming out of retirement. Coming out of retirement, <laughs> forcing, my boy, forcing the Patriots' hand. To trade him to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Chris. The Bucks are the best team in the NFC East, or NFC East, NFC already. They're already the best team, and I don't yeah. care that Brady's forty-five. I don't care that Gronk missed a year. If anything, I think him missing a year is probably a good thing uh, in the long run. I think that yeah. it gets his body more health, uh, you know, healed up. It gets him ready to play, um, and it's just. I mean, and and honestly, kudos to Belichick. Belichick got a fourth rounder for a retired player. Like that is an unbelievable savvy move from Belichick as a GM. I think it's win-win for both teams here, honestly. 
Yeah, I, obviously. Well, what did you see the the stuff that came out a while ago where Gronk was talking about in 2018 he he got traded to the Detroit Lions. He got the call and then he said, "Nah, I'm retired." And the trade just never happened because of that because he threatened I to retire rather than go that. to the Lions. I did yeah. see that, but I so I mean don't very doubt it. kind of the well no he had, he told the story <laughs> it happened. Um, so really flip side of that with this, just, you know, he's not going to come back and play with the Patriots, wants to play with Tom Brady. Who knows how much he has, uh, to, to give left, but can we talk about the logistics of, can you tell me his obligations as the WWE 24 seven champion? I mean, they put out a statement anytime, anywhere, anybody pins him. They're the champ. They're the champ. I, it's it's an, it's that's actually one of the funniest storylines about it because he won it at WrestleMania and then nobody's seen him since with, on WWE television for probably obvious reasons. One, mm-hmm. returning to the Buccaneers. Two, yeah. um, you know, coronavirus, limited people tapings, things like that. Uh, so it's very it's a very interesting interesting move. Uh, and WWE put out the statement. They they were like, listen, if he catches a touchdown pass and you run over and knock him over and tackle him one two three, you're now the champion. Do they have a referee that just stands on the sidelines for any time he gets just tackled? following Gronkowski? I mean, you have to. Crash Holly defended the, the original Hardcore Championship when they had the twenty four seven rule everywhere. The twenty four seven championship now same situation. It's the it's. Honestly, one of the highlights of the Attitude Era was the Hardcore Championship being 24-7, and you could lose it anywhere. They did so many cool things with it, and they did it again when they brought out this 24-7 championship. And just this this to be interwoven into the storyline that Gronk comes back, and now he's an active NFL player. Like, I could see an Instagram story tomorrow of Brady, like, pinning Gronk, like, hitting him in the head with the ball, and Gronk falls over, and Brady pins him. Now Brady's the 24-7 champion. And that's just that I don't know how interested Brady's going to be in that. Listen, he was interested enough to talk the Bucks into trading a fourth-round pick for a retired tight end. Uh, okay, well, look, here's the last thing we have, we're going to talk about before we get out of here. I'm I'm still in fanatics looking at these auctions. I think this is a unique possibility. Um, I'm going to put down a bid of forty-seven hundred dollars for you to get private ice skating lessons with Michelle Kwan <laughs> and 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 do video for the website. I mean, I don't even know. How that is possible. Uh, I, I haven't ice skated in like 10 to 15 to 20 years. That's I think, at fine. This point. Michelle Kwan's pretty good. That's, She's going to be able to teach you. That is true. She is pretty good. Do I have to wear, can I wear hockey skates or do I have to wear the figure skates? No, figure skates. Uh, and, and like and like tights, like like <laughs> figure, like what, ice dancer uh, like, oh, Jesus, like uh, Blades of Glory. Okay. Exactly. This, this could be our own Blades of Glory. Uh, uh, I could be Chaz Michael Michaels. I could well, be look, him. we uh really all over the place <laughs> on the, uh, the show this week. Uh, tried to talk about the the NFL draft, and then we got a little sidetracked by the world being a, a weird place right now, and we ended with Michelle Kwan talk. Who would have seen that coming? I have it all scheduled here on the on the docket in front of me. But for uh for Greg Crone, I'm Chris Horwoodell. This has been this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. Enjoy the NFL draft, and we'll be back to talk to you next week.